Hi, Port Harcourts. Hi, Port Harcourts, and welcome to the Scorecard Podcast. We go where <laughs> the money goes. We go where the money goes. We go where where the money goes. <laughs> so you're the go-to guy, right? And you go where the money goes. Please, I beg, can you tell me where is this money going to? Because me, I want to go there. Yeah, yeah, we again. We shall go anywhere that we can scale and make profit out. Alright, that's what we're just doing. Oshay. As a good guy. Yeah. So, um, I'd like to welcome you all to our very first podcast. And today's podcast, basically, we'll just be giving you a little bit of um, some background knowledge about myself and uh, Andy here, the go-to guy. So, let's just start. Oh, Andy, could you maybe give us a little background knowledge about you and uh yeah just tell us a little bit about you and where you started and all of that all right my name is andy as you know the go-to guy right yeah, now yeah right? it was not always the go-to guy i'm a guy that came from a very small family actually a family of about four persons my father my, and my junior brother okay and i grew up in Vegas. I grew up in Lagos, in the slums of Lagos. I was giving that to in, I don't know if you've heard of where they call Ajegule. Actually, I haven't. <laughs> I grew up in Ajegule, right? And it was not easy growing up, because I was growing up from Ajegule. I, I remember moving back into, out of Lagos, I was say, because I, you can't call Kumaiko into Lagos. That's like going to the Republic. I went yeah. to Kumaiko, then, then to Janiki and all that. And, and I can tell you that, these are the things that made my fabric moving and meeting different people, seeing different ways people actually interact with different things. Yeah, and, yeah. And the things that have made up the fabric of who I am today. Okay. I can say a lot of the people that I, I got to do business with or that even made me skill and all that, the people that I got to know from my origin. Wow. From my source, like from where I'm from, from the streets, from the ghetto of Lagos, like from the spirit I have generally is was gotten from that Lagos hustle and bustle lifestyle, right? So I can say I'm a Lagos boy that went to school in Illinois and I got a lot of things. I was able to actually do the Lagos bustle and hustling in Illinois. I remember back in Illinois selling clothes, female clothes. I sold skirts. Wow. Wow. To girls and so all that. So you see. It's you been, it's you been, it's, it's growing up road. in Lagos, right? You instilled this sort of like hustling spirit in you. Hundred. And you didn't really allow like that background or where you're coming from to limit where you're going to either. Of course, it didn't limit me. It actually gave me a ground to step up. Wow. It was wow. like a stepping stone. Because I remember selling clothes. I was going to, there's this market in my area in Lagos. I was going to the market. I was sending okay. somebody to the market, all right? To get, um, what do you call them? Clothes that's cheap clothes for ladies mm-hmm. and bags, and it was from my origin. I saw that okay, this origin that I was from, this people sell, yes, these trips that they do, they buy of yeah. pastors and all that. And I took the trips from Lagos to Illinois to sell, and I was making wow. 100% return on investment at that point. Wow, at that, at that, and I was sponsoring myself in school because I was incredible with little things like that. It was just anywhere the money goes. <laughs> Anywhere the money goes. <laughs> Alright, so uh, as you just heard a little bit about Andy and his own background, you can basically tell that he didn't allow his background to limit him in life. 
Uh, instead, he used it as a platform really to boost off of. So to all my listeners or to all our listeners out there listening to the scorecard today, I want to give you this a little bit of, little bit of advice that don't allow your background to basically limit you in life. Instead, turn it into like a launching pad. Let it be a launching pad that can basically set you up for where you want to be tomorrow in life. So basically, my own background is not like yours. Um, I didn't grow up in the slums of Lagos per se, (laughs) but um, I actually grew up not in Nigeria. I grew up in the United States. And um, so I would say that my childhood was probably a lot different from Andy's. Um, But I had my own issues as well. But my own issues were more like internal. I was going through a lot of like personal, internal issues. I was fighting a lot of internal demons. I was always having anxiety and depression. I was always feeling so insecure. And um, you know, both of my parents are Nigerian. So sometimes they didn't really like understand that. They would just be like, "Ah, why are you acting like this? That sort of thing, you know? So I would say that maybe I was kind of like the black sheep in my family because I was fighting so many internal demons that it basically showed in my actions. Like I was just always very rebellious, not crazy bad, like in the sense I was like doing drugs or like having sex and going clubbing and all that. No, my dad is way too strict to even allow that in his house. It was more like, okay, my parents would say do A and you'll see me all the way at C, Z, doing what they, in fact. So, um, but you know, he, after some, so um, eventually, anyways, I came back to Nigeria to do my first degree here, and you came I, back to Nigeria, or you were sent back to Nigeria? <laughs> <laughs> okay, technically, I was sent back to Nigeria. I was sent to Nigeria because you were a rebellious child, or because it, because it wasn't right to do. <laughs> it wasn't because I was rebellious. Okay, according to my dad, he said that wasn't like the main reason why. He said that he just wanted me to basically come back, know my country, know where I come from, learn some moral skills and build on my character, you know, all of that good stuff. And uh, my older brother and sister, they also schooled in Nigeria. So I guess he liked the way they turned out when they came back to the States. Yeah, well, like, so like, like Nigeria made your brother. So it's like the tradition in the family to bring you back to Nigeria to yeah, school. a little bit, except for my younger ones, those ones escaped the coming back to Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's why I came back to, to Nigeria and I started doing my university here. I'm actually schooling presently at the, the University of Port Harcourt. So shout out to all my unique Uniport students. I'm repping y'all. That is. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a little bit about me. So, um, let me just throw a question to Angie. Could you basically tell us how you started developing this passion in business? I've always been there. My mother is a husband, she's somebody that I respect. My mother 
while going up and she used to sell everything as well, you know, from little things as much as pure water. Wow, Siraman was the go-to woman those days. <laughs> Just to be sure that we were able to go to school and all that, and my pops was also there, also hustling. Yeah, but I think they did their part, and it made me who I am today, all right? So the whole business and hustling and trying to get things done was because of my origin. Wow. Just still going back to your origin and your mom Maybe, and all yeah. of that. I mean, I'm more of a family guy. Okay. I'm wow. Really a family guy, actually. Yeah. A family, family guy, yeah. Wow. So you, how about you? How did you come about wanting to even also at all? Since you had the all cozy background, United States, the same to Nigeria, you would just come down and say, okay, yeah, what am I going for? So I'm from Yankee. Let me, <laughs> let me just be changing dollars to Naira and reflecting on them, yeah? Yeah. So we were out in Nigeria or whatever, or, or whatever motivated you yeah, to yeah. do business. How did it motivate you? How? Okay, well, like I said before, um, when you had finished talking, you were like, oh, it's your origin that really gave you the launching pad, you know, and all of that. And I was telling you all that you shouldn't let your background limit you in life. That still goes to me too, because, okay, I come from a more cozy background. Now, if I relax and just say, oh, daddy will take care of everything. Oh, don't worry. Everything will be taken care of by daddy. Where will I be the next 10 years if I continuously rely on my parents and what they can afford to give to me? So in a sense, I'll still be limiting myself by my background. So coming back to Nigeria, you know, not having my parents always around me at the beck and call and all of that, I had to learn to sort of start fending for myself per se. Yeah, I'm in Nigeria. I saw a family here in Nigeria and they still take care of me. My parents will send me money and all of that. But at the same time, there's some sort of situations that come up that um, I'll have to just look for which just sort of like handle it and all of that. So I started like looking for more ways to sort of become more independent for my parents. I started developing this sort of independent spirit. Like I just wanted to like have something of my own that my parents didn't give me money for, didn't invest in. Like I just wanted to start building my own legacy, my own empire because my dad used to tell me he uh, traveled to the United States at the age of what? 21 thereabout and he was like those days he was flipping burgers at mcdonald's that he had to hustle that what he has today did not just come from heaven that he worked really hard so hearing all those stories my dad growing up and then coming back to nigeria definitely there was a huge culture shock <laughs> for a long time i was like oh my god but at a point i started settling in i was like okay i gotta make the best of this situation right now. I can't just relax. Let me just try and hustle. I started developing this independent spirit. Let me have something of my own. Let me have something where I can present to my parents and be like, wow, well done, you know, that sort of thing. So that's sort of like where I started developing this spirit of, you know. Business culture. Yeah, business culture and um, hustling and all of that. So, um, yeah, so basically, I wanted to just ask Angie, the go-to guy, whether, 
like can you just like go in depth a little bit on what exactly you're doing right now today presently i call myself a, a business consultant yeah okay as of now yeah like you build the thing to me if it's scalable and i have the money to put in it we do it together i'm actually working right now as sales and business strategist for a startup that okay. is founded with a friend of mine Tega, yeah, and Karimi Fredayo. And these people are people that are from my origin. When I mean my wow. origin, this has been an idea that we've been incubating for close to about four or five years from now. Wow, that that's yes, a long time. We wanted to do something in the agri scenes where we would cut out the middleman problem. That's not been easy though, trying to do this because a lot of people feel out on this. The reason why food is expensive in Nigeria that we found out like back then in the days, yeah? Okay. It's because of the fact that there were too many middlemen in the business of food. Too many what? Middlemen. Middlemen. Okay, can you just explain a little bit of that? Uh, what you mean by middlemen? Alright, so this is it. The food is from the farm, from the farm, from an average farm, right? Yeah. Any food at all you eat from a farm, somebody planted and this. You see, find out that when you go to these farms to buy this food, Food is always cheaper in the villages. Okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. Right? Then why does it come to the cities and gets more expensive? So expensive. It's because it has passed through too many hands, and these many hands that are trying to, everybody is trying to double his profit. So, somebody going to a farm to get something as little as, call it a tuba of yam, yeah, mm. for 10 naira. I'm sure the person wants to make another 10 naira in the market. Right? Yes. So, yam is 20 naira. You find out that some of these yams that you're talking about here, yeah, you don't get to see them in some geographical locations, all right? Somebody coming to, to the market to buy the yam that was 10 naira from the farm now, buying it at 20 naira, mm. and taking it from one geographical location to another, is trying to also double his or her profits here. Yeah? And it's yes. also. That's true. And that same person is also factoring the, 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 the factor of logistics into the business. Mm. So you find out that that yam that was bought for 10 naira is being sold at 15 naira at a different geographical location, something that was. Originally, 10 naira gets so, multiplied by 4. Yeah, it has <laughs> not been easy, actually, I'll say that, yeah. But we're trying to scale the business as of now. And and I think, and I'm very sure, we're going to come out really great in Yago. That's where I ask now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With everything that you just explained now, I think you guys actually have a really bright future. Of course not. In the business venture. Of course, that's the reason why. Kudos for starting why, it. Of course, yeah. That's the reason why we... We, we are doing it because there's a future in it. There That's why it's is. business. The, the, the risks in it and all that, something that we can actually manage and make profit of without actually, whilst adding value to the society. That's like the aim, like making things cheaper whilst you're adding value to the society. Wow, so you're not just out there just make profit, like exactly. you really just want to like make an impact, a positive impact as well in our society. Yes, of course. That's, that's intention. Yeah, so how about you? What do you do now? <laughs> okay, me? Our, our, our Yankee returning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, me? Um, well, for now, I would say because of the fact that I'm still in school and all of that, that I'm not completely independent of my parents, but I do have some things that, yes, I'm putting in place. Um, for now, I have a small hair business that I'm presently running. 
online. I started it last year and I can say that uh, honestly, I've made a lot of profit actually in the first month, the second month, the third month, like my profit monthly has really just been quite consistent, which really surprised me. But before I started the hair business, this hair business, by the way, it's called Wigs by Anna. <laughs> I have an Instagram page as well. Um, <laughs> before I started this hair business, it was something that I've been thinking about for a really long time. And I met my dad and I was like, hey, daddy, I have this business idea and I really want you to give me money so I can fund it. Guess what? My dad was like, no, go and read your books. I was like, hell, Jesus. <laughs> I was so, so disappointed. And I was like, oh God, how will I do it? Then I met my older sister, I was like, hey, I need money, look at this sort of business venture that I want to go into. She was like, okay, looks good. And guess what? My sister actually gave me part of her student loan for me to start up my own business. But guess what I did? I squandered the money. Yes, I'm telling you all that I ate that money. I, I spent it not in hair business, but buying actual hair, swear on my head. Can you imagine? Crazy. <laughs> Crazy, honestly. Like looking back, I'm like, why the hell did I even do that? Then I didn't really know so much about business. I was just like fantasizing maybe about doing business. So when the money just came, I was like, ah, I can buy this, oh, I can buy that. So that's why I just, you know, squandered the money. But after a while, when the money had finished and my eye had cleared. <laughs> that's, what was, that's what happens. I'm telling in you. In business, I feel, I feel, if you don't die in business, you can't come alive. If you don't get bonds mm. in business, you can't really you get can't come alive. You're right. You're you have right. to get bonds in some way to get the real deal. It's true because for you to actually grow in business, you have to be able to lose some. You have to be willing to actually like, lose there's some. No business, there's, there's never been any business from the biggest and the richest of businessmen that you ever mentioned that didn't mm. start off with losing in business. But if you have good business plans, yeah, that's why I said I'm a business consultant. Yeah. You have a, a good business plan and all that. I think. You can actually start out losing minimally. 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 Do you yeah, understand? Yeah. So after losing, what did you do? Okay, yeah. So after no, I didn't lose. I, I ate. <laughs> I ate. I chopped. I chopped the money. So <laughs> after eating the money now, my eye cleared. I now went back and I was like, hey, Che, yeah. See this business I wanted to start. How will I do it? That's why I started cracking my brain. I started thinking, how can I start up? my hair business without a huge capital and i started thinking i was like okay well first and foremost i have to look for the right connections so i started looking for connections i started looking for people that can allow me to basically that could supply hair to me without me giving them down payments wow. basically when i pay when i sell i return the money to them but saying it right now seems so simple and so easy, just coming out of my mouth. We have no idea how long it took for yes, me to, I'm telling you, for me to get that sort of deal and for me to do that. But the thing is that I wouldn't have actually had like gone through all that stress if I had used the money that my sister told me for the intended purposes. So 
this is advice number two. When the money comes, let's say somebody is sponsoring you for a business. This is to all of you out there that are listening to us. If you get lucky, even see someone that's willing to sponsor you in your business idea, please, when the money lands in your account, just, just close eye like this and use that money for what you actually wanted to use it for. It- because in the long run, you will make the money back and you won't go through all the stress I personally went through. Like, really, right now, my business isn't where it's really supposed to be because I started off on the wrong foot. But I'm believing by this time, no, let me not say this time next year, but definitely the first half of next year, my business will be where I want it to be by God's grace. <laughs> God's grace or your work, putting your work into it. Yeah, because, yes. You know, in Nigeria, a lot of people put God's grace as a factor into everything. I saw a tweet recently about somebody saying, um, you live at, if you leave the shores of Nigeria, you tend to be less religious, mm-hmm. right? Because yes. uh, you're from the United States, you know that. Yes, so when, yes. when, when you came to Nigeria, were you less religious or you became more religious? Okay, when I came to Nigeria, I actually became more religious. Why? Because the system does not work. Or because you could not say your hair away. Because you money for your hair. <laughs> no, I would say that, I would say that um, I became more religious mostly because of my family here in Nigeria. Like, it was a by force thing to actually go to church on Sundays and during uh, the week as well. It was like, either you're for them, if you don't go, that means you're against them. So I was practically going to church every time. And that's how actually I developed a closer relationship with God, which actually helped me as well to like, be able to um, fight all those internal demons that was fighting all alone back in the States, the anxiety, the insecurity, the the just, am I good enough? All those horrible, horrible thoughts I was having growing up. Um, I would say that God is good, but the way Nigerians sometimes take um, God is... I want to specify to Nigerians because (laughs) Nigerians really make um, religion. I'm not even talking about, you know, Having a relationship with God is very personal to every individual, but Nigerians make it, they take religion to a whole different level. Uh, like, like they take their failure as religious too, they take their failure, their, their mistakes. Like some people, some people feel like the mistake you made when mm. you got a loan, because it was a loan from your sister, from a student loan. Yes. All right? You got the loan from your sister and you squandered it. Some people I feel like it was a devil. Oh no, my village people don't follow me. <laughs> Not knowing that it's your poor you, choices. It's, 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 it's your work ethics. A lot of yeah. people have poor work ethics. And the only way you can actually get good work ethics is if you actually have a plan from the very beginning. Exactly. If you had, if you had a plan on how to implement the head business, I think having a plan even before you get money. Yeah? Yeah. It's a factor that, that a lot of people don't even consider. They want That's to have true. money before doing the business. But if you check it really well, you don't even need money to do business most of the time, right? If you have a plan, you need money to scale your business, not to do the business. Think about it this way. You need money. If you had started the business, the way you started it off, after squandering the money that you got from your sister, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. You started off by getting the hair from people without paying and after you squandered money. Imagine you started out without even collecting any money and in the course of doing the business, you got a loan then. Yeah. From your sister to put into the business. Imagine what your business would be by now. I'm telling you, but I didn't just 
you know, those days I was still like, you know, I was just that's a complete amateur that's why, those that's days. That's why you have to go to guys to go to whenever you have, need the help like that. <laughs> give you the best advice, yeah. Yes. So. So, um, so both of us, we've been in business for a while now. Maybe you, you had more experience than me. So, um, can you just tell us maybe what are your some of your you know personal achievements that you've made? I'm a big man now. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big man actually. Not not like I'm a big man monetarily, but I have passed a lot of things mm. because of trying one of these or this. There's I don't think there's a thing or two that I will not be able to see. If you talk about music, if you talk about entertainment, I have an entertainment label. Have a and if I want to be just a bit of wow. I've done a lot of things actually, and like personally, yeah, that's it's because of the business escapades I've always been on the fact that I want to just make money. Mm. I want to just, but over time, I got to find out that it was not just about making money, it was also about adding value. Adding value, money, because well. value when you add value, you become valuable. When you're valuable, money follows you. Mm. So, right now. I go where the money goes, but the time will yeah, come in my life where money will come where I'm going to. Think about it like that. Wow. Did you get that? No, you didn't get it. No, 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 Right now, right now. Uh, I'm like the go-to guy. Uh-huh. But there's a point in my life where I'll get to a money. No, I'm the go-to guy. Yeah. And I go where the money goes. Okay. All right? Uh-huh. But there's time in my life where I'm going to be the go-to guy. Okay. And money's going to come to where I'm going. Oh shit! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, wow! Badness. <laughs> so, how about you? What's your personal achievement? Okay. Well, I'll say that me, I'm still starting out, but in the few months that I've started business and all of that, I've been able to start other investments as well. Right. Some in Forex, some um, in other business ventures as well that I've been getting into and all of that. So I will say that those are some of my own achievements now that I've been able to basically um, create more channels of revenue for myself. Right. So it's not just every month I'll be waiting for daddy's credit alerts now it's like okay even if you send i still have other channels where i'm getting money from every month and it's been able to like help me as well and to become more independent to have more things of my own to have more goals and aspirations of my own and also i've been able to help others as well like you know like it's when you have that you're able to give yeah. exactly so i've been able to assist and help others more as well so i think this is the end of our podcast today like like basically the introductory part of our podcast telling us about ourselves because we get to develop every day this is like where we are at now in our lives here yeah? yeah after that time as soon as we go on the podcast we're inviting more and more people all right and tell us and we'll be learning and also sharing how we're also growing. So right, I think I think I would like for the both of us to actually score ourselves. So we have we have like a so a, we, have we, like, we have like um we have a scoring scale that we that we're going to be using that we for developed. A, yeah yeah for a podcast. So the first one is called an amateur. These are people that have little knowledge of business and how to calculate risk. And they could possibly have a small business of their own, but they don't really know too much about business and all of that. Then number two, we have what you call enthusiasts. 
those are people that are still testing the waters and they started taking some sort of risk some soft light risk not heavy ones yet um, then we have the professionals these people know how to manage all risks in business and they know how to maximize profits then we have the experts they have mastered the art of making money and they've developed systems that work for them. Basically a system that whether they're there or they're not, their money is still rolling in. Then we have what you call the veterans. These are people that have vast knowledge and experience in business and investments and they can consult for other business owners and they participate in private equity. That's investing in other smaller businesses. Because so, because these veterans, I think these veterans are the high point of it. There's a level where you get into business where you don't even need to have a business again. You just have money in people's business that will work. That's crazy. Yeah, it's that's crazy. It's that. That's why I said money is going to come after me then, yeah? Like, I'm just going to look at the business. I'm going to know that this, this is going to bring money to come to my side. That's crazy. It is so, crazy. So right now, at this point, at this junction, <laughs> at this young young. Uh, young young. At this young young, yeah? What can you score yourself as in business world? What can you say your score is? What can you call yourself? Are you an, are you an amateur? Are you are you a veteran? Are you a professional? Are you an enthusiast or an expert? What are you? Okay, shall I will say that for now, but where I am right now, I will call myself an enthusiast. Yes, I've started testing the waters of business and I've started taking some soft risks. And I will tell you, I have lost some but I've gained a lot as well. So, Andy, the go-to guy, or would you score yourself? <laughs> to be honest, last year I call myself the really enthusiastic, biggest loser. Really? Really? I lost a lot in business, actually. Hmm. I made some silly mistakes, like millions, running in millions, yeah? But right now, wow. I can say I'm, I'm the, in the taxation between an enthusiast so I'm trying to implement like a, two, a few more things here to, that I know that yes will work because I've gotten the experience from being mm. an enthusiast now. So I'm, I'm moving on from being an enthusiast to a professional. And so, mm. profit to tell. <laughs> wow, um, that's again. incredible. So, thank you all for listening to us as we've scored ourselves. Maybe when you have some downtime, you can look over your own business uh, SPKs and think of like, okay, what would you score yourself as well? Um, we'll be so inviting a host of professionals. When I mean professionals, I mean people that are in business, losing or gaining actually, because you see a lot of businesses that you see out there that looks like they are gaining money. Bro, <laughs> all right? I'm telling so you. So this is going to be like a talk show where you just come and give honest reviews about your business, about whatever it is you're doing. Being in the entertainment scenes, being in the in the stock market, a forex trader, a petty trader, an online market, whatever it is that you're doing, where at least whatever it is you're doing in Nigeria, it's yeah, money you're looking yeah, for. Yeah. You're looking for money. I mean, it's you're looking true. For money. We're looking for money now. And money is business. Also, apart from that, you all know that it's your favorite girl, Anna Bay. I'll also be taking you all in some side gist, some cute little funny stories here and there, some cute jokes here and there. So just stay tuned and join us again next week. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you, buddies.